0: Hi there, welcome back to the business side of fitness. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. Each week on the show, we'll highlight fitness industry experts to learn about their personal journey and unique perspective. Through these conversations, we'll learn all about what it really takes to succeed in fitness. This show is brought to you by Vanessa Severiano, LLC, specializing in fitness and wellness business development for impactful brands. The time has come to start the show. Everyone's got a story, and now it's time to hear from this week's guest. Ola Sars is a Stockholm-based serial entrepreneur active in the music tech space. He's the founder and CEO of Soundtrack Your Brand, the world's fastest growing music platform for business to business, which he co-founded together with Spotify back in 2014. Before founding Soundtrack, he was the co-founder and COO of Beats Music, acquired by Apple and transformed into Apple Music, as well as the co-founder of PaceMaker, the world's first DJ-driven music platform. Well, welcome to the show, Ola. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you.
0: I'm so excited to have you here today to talk about something that I don't think a lot of fitness professional and and fitness industry people know a lot about. And actually, we're putting ourselves at danger when we're not educating ourselves about music, copyright, and whatnot. I think a lot of people that are listening to this have probably heard that 10 music publishers sued Peloton for $150 million for violating music copyright law, but they don't really understand what that means. Can you explain that to our audience?
1: Well, first of all, licensing is a very complex matter. Um, so it's it's not weird that people in the fitness industry don't understand it fully on. I mean, very few people do. So don't feel bad about not understanding it. It's taken me 10 to 12 years to start getting my head around it. <laughs> and I'm, you know, mediocre smart. So so that's my first statement. And I, I, I also want to say that there's different types of rights in music and, and um, you need to pay attention to these different types of rights if you're actually using music to drive your business. So in the example of Peloton, it's a very specific situation where they're actually supplying music through a distributed service like Peloton into people's homes. They're supplying it in a specific environment that's Peloton branded and so forth. So without going into the actual reason for the lawsuit, which is quite complex, you could just conclude that they had not done their homework before starting to serve up commercial music in their product offering. And that ended up in a very bad situation for them. So I think the easy answer to that is, when you're doing music in your business, if it's a fitness class and a physical gym, if it's a yoga studio, if it's um, aspiring to have an online service and so forth, you need to look at the specific rights for that situation. In order to do that, you need legal support, I think. If it's not the specific you know, basic case of running a gym with background music, then I have a very clear answer what you need. Or if it's a specific case of having classes at that physical gym then it's a very clear landscape for licensing but anything that's kind of new technology wise and so forth with new services like peloton you really need expert help before Touching music in your business.
0: Right. I mean, I've from working in, in the brick and mortar fitness industry, I've I've, you know, received, I've personally received letters periodically from BMI and ASCAP. And I think those are familiar names that are probably ringing a bell for people listening to this. But I they really honestly were not taken that seriously. I think a lot of people didn't even understand, like, yes, you do need to pay this. Yes, this amount is really due. So what kind of if, if I'm a fitness business owner listening to this podcast? right now and i have a brick and mortar location but i'm also streaming classes and i'm also using an app do i need different licensing for all of those different vehicles
1: yes so let's take the basic case of a gym a physical bricks and mortar gym right just to simplify and then we can move from there maybe so we're running a gym, you and I, and we basically, you know, have, have guests coming in using just um, our floor with the different types of, of of gym equipment. So the basic case, in order to play music in that type of instance, first of all, you need a service, right, to to get the music from. Because previously we were using CDs back in the days, and maybe you still are, but most most people today are expecting to have some type of streaming service. Uh, as, as you know, the source, the pipe in of music, so to speak. So that's where the complexity starts. If, let's say we wanna have our, our playlists that we've created on Spotify or Apple Music or on Amazon Music, which isn't highly unlikely, right? Then we have the first problem. Neither of those services, Spotify, Amazon Music, or Apple Music are licensed for business usage. So the source, the actual playback source, not being a CD or a radio, if you're fine with that, then you're okay to play a CD or a radio. But if you want to use any type of streaming, playlisting service, then you cannot use any of the consumer services because they are not licensed. It's the equivalent from, I, from an IP perspective of opening in a cinema on your private Netflix account or using your you know, private Fox account or Sky Sports account and inviting people over and charging them to watch a football game or an NBA game. That just doesn't fly, and that's not how it works. That's exactly why you can't use any of the consumer services. your Brand provides that type of streaming service with playlisting and so forth, but that is licensed for the business use case for the public performance domain so first of all you need to secure that you have the service that's licensed there are other services out there as well that you can google and search for so that's the first step if you're not using cd or radio you want to use streaming then secure that it's not a consumer service that you're using it's it needs to be a b2b service that's licensed then secondarily on that which even creates the complexity you need to pay for the actual performance of the music and that's a legal definition, it means the playback of music in the actual gym from the speakers. And that's a different licensing, thing. And that's what you've been through when you've been approached by ASCAP and BMI, who represent the, the performing uh, part of that. So they will seek you out and, and charge you for that. And that's correct. They have the right to actually charge you for the performance of that music, so you would be paying for the CD if you were using that and ASCAP BMI for the the performance in the US. Having said that, in the soundtrack service which we're now providing, we've been able to include both the ASCAP and the BMI uh, license, so when you use the soundtrack service, you don't have to pay them directly. It's included in the in the soundtrack service, which is quite nice because then you're paying both for the playback source, the actual service, B2B, correct, and then you're paying for the performing performing rights as well in the service. So you only need one bill. So that's what I think is one of the most important things with what we've developed is that you're saving a lot of time, a lot of complexity, friction, actually saving money as well at the same time.
0: And how does it work if somebody was, you know, using an app that they were teaching classes on since now with COVID, a lot of people are pivoting and they're teaching classes on Instagram and they're teaching classes through app solutions. How does music licensing work for that?
1: Well, that's like taking a step into chartered territory somewhat. It's very new for the music industry, what's happening right now, but they are learning in real time. There are solutions uh, for doing that. And we're actually looking at an extension of our service as well into helping out on online streaming. But you can't take any music, for example, if you start with what you can't do from your Spotify account or whatever and play it and record it and then play back on Instagram in a fitness house. That's that's actually doing it completely the wrong and illegal way. So you need to clear the actual music when you're doing a class. And a lot of fitness brands are contacting us right now to figure out how do we clear the music licensing when we're doing streaming classes, which has been you know a big thing in COVID. And there is no one single answer to that because there's different, different test cases in different markets. Uh, for it, uh, and different licensing test cases in different markets, but for the US, which I assume is most interesting for you and, and your listeners, there's no single solution to that today. so you could you could turn to Soundtrack to us and we can discuss the specific need you want, or you can you can turn to your uh, to sound exchange in the US and discuss with them or ask and to see if you can get a test license. That's how new it is and how slow the music industry is to react to these these instances.
0: Right. But if there's a money-making opportunity, they're going to figure it out, right?
1: <laughs> no, for sure. And that's, I mean, I think that's the good part uh, in this. I mean, everyone's interested in in finding uh, a synergy here where, where music for great, you know, fitness experiences at the right price. And everyone's happy if, if the industry is monetizing it. But it's just such a complex IP legal landscape that there are no you know, quick solutions to this. And I think, um, I think they're really trying uh, and I think there are solutions. But for, for these specific cases, you really need to take legal support when you engage with them before testing something out and then realizing that you've, you've gone the wrong way.
0: Right, right. That makes a lot of sense because I think at the end of the day, a gym owner, a boutique studio owner that, you know, has more than one location or just even has one location has invested so much of their time, money, and effort into this location the last thing you want to do is put yourself in a precarious situation by not protecting yourself on the legal rights of music so soundtrack your brand has relationships with mcdonald's lululemon j crew w hotels how did you go about securing these huge partnerships
1: Uh, first of all it's by providing the best music service out there obviously we are the only Pure streaming service that actually does do direct licensing with uh, actually 9,000 deals uh, with publishers and labels worldwide, meaning that we are the only B2B licensed service that provides a streaming solution with a, with a catalog on par with Apple Music or Spotify, but also in a sophisticated business environment where in our service, you can sit in, in let's say San Francisco and control hundreds or thousands of, of gyms or locations from one um, software interface. So you're basically managing all the music in your network um, and it's fully licensed and it's powered by powerful AI that helps you pick the right music for the right place at the right time. Uh, and it, it, it's affordable. And uh, the good news is that we know that we are reporting everything that's being played. Uh, and we are also reconciling, meaning paying the royalties for exactly what's being played to those publishers and those labels. So the artist at the end of the day gets paid fairly. And I think everyone has an interest of actually paying the artist at the end of the day when we're using their art to build our experience.
0: Yeah. And and music does play such a humongous role in fitness. I think anybody listening to this right now that's ever taken a group fitness class or, you know, had to tough it out through a through a workout that they n- might not have wanted to be a part of understands how important music is in fitness. I think it really goes hand in hand. I know a lot of group fitness instructors that are popular based on their playlist and the popularity of the music that they play. And I know that people listening to this really need to educate themselves on music, copyright and all of that because you could be opening yourself up to a huge liability. So if I'm a gym owner and I am playing music, I'm maybe using Pandora or Spotify in my gym, what would the next step be for me to kind of remedy this solution? How could I connect with Soundtrack Your Brand?
1: Well um obviously I'm I'm biased promoting my company or speaking for my company, but but I think the easiest answer isn't this in your answer is like those services come with a major Legal liability using them in the public performance uh, context. So you should quickly move to soundtrack your brand or any other service that is business licensed, and do that quickly. And if you do move to our service, for example, soundtrack your brand at soundtrackyourbrand.com, then the good news is that that also includes ASCAP and BMI, which you are most certainly paying because you be in the industry, and they will, they will try to try to charge you, right, the, the right to do it. But now you can actually put those invoices aside because they are included in the service and it will be a, a pretty significant cost benefit of, of using the service at the same time as you're actually, actually accessing the biggest catalog in the world and you can import your Spotify playlist into our service and we kind of replicate it and make that legal for you to use as well. So it's, it's pretty slick for that instance as, as being an entrepreneur in the, in the fitness, both in terms of usability and in terms of cost.
0: And I read that you recently partnered with Universal Music. What does that mean for Soundtrack Your Brand clients?
1: It means that we're the first company in the world to offer the uh, universal music repertoire in the streaming model worldwide. Meaning that we've done the first deal with Universal to use their catalog in a B two B environment. Previously, um, you could access the catalog through more like radio type rights that that give a very very kind of low sophistication in how how to play back uh, music in your gym. Now you can create your own playlists with you know 10 weekend tracks if that's what you want to do. Uh, and the catalog is obviously amazing. It's around 30% of, of market share in the consumer market, uh, the, the, the universal catalog. But when we look at, for example, where our clients are searching, of a ma- massive amount of our users in different business, business segments are starting off with searches on, on either one of the Universal music artists because they are the most popular artists in the world. So for us, it's a massive step. Universal is a big opportunity to start monetizing you know, the background music space properly. And for the gym owners, it's, it's the ability to actually use this beautiful catalog in your, in your fitness experience.
0: I think a lot of people listening to this that are, you know, fitness instructors or gym owners might be kind of rolling their eyes at, oh my gosh, like now I have to pay this additional fee and why do I have to do this? But we have to think in terms of these people are content creators, they're artists. So if I'm a group fitness instructor, when I go and teach a class, I'm giving my all, I'm leaving it all out there. I'm giving the best experience that I possibly can. And if somebody's going to film that class and use it, later on for their profit and their benefit, I still deserve to make profit off of that as well. So I just wanted to kind of create that analogy for some people that might think that this is unnecessary or unfair for the fitness industry. It's really not because as we discussed earlier, music does play such an important role in what we provide in the experience that we provide to our clients. So it's only fair that the artist should be compensated as well.
1: Yes, I'd like to comment on that, and I and I agree, and I, I totally understand rolling your eyes. I have I have the utmost sympathy for that, being in this industry for a while. And really, my job has been trying to bridge that eye rolling, and simplify it, and you know turn put it into one invoice and one service that serves all of the use cases instead of you know having to think about licensing. Uh, so it really needs to be simplified for people because even if you're running a cafe, you know running a gym or a cafe, it's the same eye rolling going on. But at the end of the day, as you said, look these these people are entrepreneurs as well. They are artists. They are trying to survive on their art, and I think it's actually more than fair to pay them if you use music to sell more coffee or to you know, create a great fitness experience. And it's not a lot of money. Our service costs $30 a month. I think, I think we owe them that if we want to use them. And if not, don't play music. I mean, that, it's that simple. If you don't think it's worth it, and I'm not saying that in an aggressive way or so, I'm saying that in a very rational way. I mean, don't play music and that's fine. Or play the radio. But if you're going to use, you know, the full power of streaming and all the beautiful art, then I think it's worth $30.
0: I think that's definitely very affordable. I was actually going to go there and say, when you say affordable, what does that mean? Because that might be different for for a variety of people. And I think $30 is very fair. So when you say that based on the frequency that a song's played, artists get compensated in different ways. Is that all included in the $30 a month?
1: Yes. So it's exactly the same type of logic as if you're buying Spotify or Apple Music, you pay $1 price for a monthly subscription for all the music in the world played back in your in your headphones in that case but in this case in your in your gym and you can you can use it any way you like and the beauty of that is that we now track every track that's being played and even if it's the you know the smallest artist in the world the flow through of the royalty goes to that artist because we we track it properly and to the songwriter of that uh, track as well, which is equally important. So those two, the publishing rights, meaning the songwriters, the artist rights, the, me- uh, the mechanical rights or the master rights, meaning the label and the artist that, that penny goes to the right artist and goes to the right songwriter, which is all equally important. All the type of licensing structures when you're licensing through societies um, actually there's no real reporting going on what's being played back. So then you can't pay the royalties to the right artist or the right songwriter. And for me, that is a broken model. And that's what we're trying to fix. If I'm asking a gym owner to pay $30, I think that uh, gym owner should be asking back. And can you ensure me that you're actually paying the right artist and the right songwriter? And the answer is yes in the streaming model, meaning soundtrack your brand.
0: Let me ask you a question. Ola, why do you think music licensing is not widely discussed? This is kind of like a taboo subject that a lot of people don't know about until that invoice shows up.
1: Well, um, I think it's somewhat uh, a result of a very complex historical exercise within you know, music rights that for some reason, the last 50 years has become very, very complex in order of different rights in here, like for, for the publishing for for the actual label who's paying for the production. And then add upon that, that you went from selling, you know, uh, records, tapes to CDs. Um, then this thing called streaming showed up very quickly and the industry needed to adopt the model to a whole new technology and distribution technology meaning that it, it's constantly playing catch up on kind of how it's being distributed. And in this instance, I think, uh, I mean, in some instances, actually some players in the industry were not benefited for the the, the model to work. I mean, some people actually like to charge a hundred dollars here and then keep $95 and maybe only give $5 to, to, you know, the, the artist or the, or the creative. So, there's been a very uh, you know fragmented industry with different interests there's been no real harmonization like one cause and there's a lot of people trying to make money in the value chain and some of them actually benefit for, from the complexities and didn't want to change it but then streaming came and it sounds like I'm you know streaming jesus here and part of my you know I'm I'm, I'm I am I am pro streaming because it is transparent. We now have a technology platform where you can track what's being played in real time. I mean, you just as an artist, you can follow exactly where your music is being played on the streaming service. That creates transparency, and with transparency, the people who want to, you know, benefit from from a non-functioning model, you know, have a very hard time doing that. And right now, we have a pretty good model with streaming, where actually artists and, and songwriters are being paid fairly. So very long response to it i think it's historical and also just a broken model that's been catching up on technology but we're at a point now where i think it's going to become much more you know fair and and transparent
0: and you're making it so much easier for people to understand you know easily digest hey for 30 dollars a month you can take care of this you don't have to uh worry about all the nuances and legalities you just are covered when you're working you know with um soundtrack your brand so this is such an interesting niche market how did you get started in in this area
1: oh that's that's a good answer or a, a good um, uh question i i've been in multiple streaming startups the last 10 years and i've kind of <laughs> learned how the how the industry is evolving and how it works so it's actually my fourth startup in music streaming so i was starting to get the gist of it and then when i was at beats we actually got you know multiple questions from big us brands and international brands how can i use beats in my business and so did my friends at spotify how can we use spotify in our business so it it was very clear that there was a there was an urge from business owners and brands worldwide to use streaming technology to use music and you know augment their experience and build uh, uh, an amazing musical experience so i took a very you know simple decision to start the first company of bringing streaming into the business business world you know working with with the very sexy term background music which we obviously want to change but it was very logical i mean it's very clear business opportunity. Of course, stream is, streaming is going to be the model. And of course, we want to help brands, you know, unleash the power of all the music in the world in, in the different experiences. I mean, gym chains can, can sound completely different in the morning in Stockholm versus in the evening in Chicago, right? And with technology and streaming, you can really, really meet that specific context the need for experience in a very complex world, in an international world and underneath different brands.
0: Yeah, curating the environment and curating the vibe for your customers' experience and journey is so important that, you know, I think music plays a humongous role in that. So why not you know, ensure that you're doing it the right way by working with a partner that can help you? So if somebody is listening to this and they want to find out more, how can they contact you Ella?
1: It's very easy. You can go to soundtrackyourbrand.com dot com and you can read anything about it. Or you feel free to email me as well. I'm just ol at soundtrackyourbrand.com. dot com. But I think everything is there on the website for you to quickly, you know, see if you can find what suits you and set it up yourself, just as you're setting up any type of, you know, uh, planning software that you're using or or payment software or whatever you're using uh, privately or, or as a business owner, then it's just as simple to just log in and kind of get the service online quickly in five minutes
0: absolutely well thank you so much for educating us today because i feel like i learned a lot and i think that a lot of fitness professionals and brands need to keep in mind that the bigger you are and the more successful you are the more careful you have to be and this is one of the you know i was really excited to have you on and to discuss this because i think it's something that a lot of people don't know much about so thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us and letting us know how we can protect ourselves really enjoyed learning all about this
1: Thank you so much, and, and sorry for for the technical technicalities around licensing, but there's no easy way to explain this, and and uh, it is what it is. Uh, I think you as a as a fitness entrepreneur just got to deal with it, and when you choose to deal with it, it's pretty fast. Just get it because. You'll get through it quickly. And then there's, you know, all the opportunities of of driving your business with music. And I think that's where I want to get to. I want to simplify the boring stuff and let people spend time on the fun stuff instead of and and just picking the great music for their experience.
0: Absolutely. And and fitness professionals and fitness entrepreneurs should just look at this as an insurance policy. So just like you have to get insurance on your brick and mortar location, health insurance for yourself, you have to ensure your protecting um your business through music licensing as well so thank you so much Ola really appreciate you
1: thank you for having me good luck
0: hi everyone this is your host Vanessa Severiano I have a huge favor to ask of you if you found value in this episode I'd love it if you would please subscribe review and share this episode it would really mean so much to me I truly love connecting with fitness and wellness experts. So if you'd like to be on the show or are looking for help in your business, definitely drop me a line and connect with me. You can find me at hello at VanessaSeveriano.com or my social media handles. Since my last name is not the easiest to spell, I'm going to go ahead and make it really easy for you and link my contact details in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode.